Martin! Martin! Jobber Talk with Martin! Jobber Talk with Martin! Hello and welcome to Jobber Talk. My name is Martin and today is my review of PWR Live. Nice! PWR Live Nice happened at the Power Max Center February 17, 2019 at 2 p.m. up to around 6 p.m. onwards, man. It was as advertised, to say the least. If you want to skip the next few minutes, I'll just tell you the one-word review. Are you ready? Okay, here it is. Nice! Now, you can go listen to the rest of the show because I'll tell you exactly why it's nice. Well, first of all, it had a nice pre-show and if you remember, the Naughty Boys of Philippine Wrestling are five members. Oh, fine, six members. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Steel Steps, PWR. I know you're part of the Naughty Boys as well. So the pre-show started off with two members of the group. Yes, that's right. We got Grab Camus and Capitan Tutan at the pre-show matches facing off with their respective opponents and first of the naughty boys to fight was grab camus taking on the rever ranger now the backstory was during the last carlos show uh captain tutan accidentally sent a rather nsfw picture to grab camus he thought it was his tinder date or uh, Someone who was not named Grab Camus, but starts with a G-R-A. Sadly, he accidentally gave it to Camus, and while they were arguing about it, Rever Ranger went there and Camus accidentally sent those pictures, apparently, well, according to Camus, to Rever Ranger. And during the match, he was so focused on telling Rever Ranger, you know, just delete the pics right now. Here, I'll lie down for you. You can pin me. Get it over with! Now take out the pictures on your phone! There was a very not safe for work chant during this match because of that storyline. Uh, can, can I say Zhao? Fine. There was a dick pics chant. Uh, I don't know if that's gonna be censored, but yes. Again, there was a chant of dick pics during this match because damn it, Camus! You, you just had to send it to Rever Ranger, right? Why? 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 <laughs> but eh, it's pretty much a fun match to start off with, and it even had a story, like I said, uh, like from the Carlos show to the aftershock after the first show of 2019, which was New Year's resolution. There was a very interesting uh, move at near the end by Rev Ranger. He asked us to lend him our powers and we, we obliged and he delivered like a falcon arrow like suplex and pinned camus for the tree count sadly like i told one of them after the match i was sitting at a very bad spot like you know the four corners of the ring like i was sitting to one of the post area for some reason oh i always you know sit there now <laughs> and where they were positioned in the ring I couldn't see it, but I could see, like, he lifted Camus in the air, and wham! And then, one, two, three, yeah, River Ranger wins. The, sadly, people were blocking my way, Post was blocking my way a bit, bad angle. But, 
apparently it was a Falcon Arrow Suplex. I may be wrong. So, guys, if I'm wrong, please PM me. I'll correct it the next show. Probably not, but I'll correct it in a future episode. And I'll say, oh, yeah, my bad. But yeah, pretty nice opening match between Camus and River Ranger. Well, Camus lost. Hey, it was still a nice match. Uh, let's go on to the next pre-show match. And we got the battle of the Guapo and the Tutan. It's Capitan Tutan of the Naughty Boys taking on El Guapo, Carlos Zamora, who may or may not be related by the mayor of Youngstown, Rolando Alejandro Zamora. So yeah, this was a pretty nice match. I mean, you see... Now let's go on to the action. Uh, there was some nice chain wrestling to start off. And, like, there was this one spot where El Guapo did the Tranquilo thing on the ropes. But Capitan Tutan delivered a nice drop kick to send El Guapo outsidering, man. And, uh, let's see. The ending was a senton? Like... Remember the last show, El Guapo delivered a senton splash off the top rope. Well, he did again, but before that, he walked a few steps to on the ropes, the top ropes, and delivered a senton. But before pinning Tutan, Tutan, he went outsidering, so he won't get pinned. See how smart Tutan was, man. Uh, also, Tutan almost got the win after he surprised Guapo with the roll-up. However, it was all for naught as this naughty boy, Capitan Tutan, also lost, sadly. As, you know, El Guapo, Carlos Zamora grabbed Tutan in the ring, dropped him on the mat, and delivered this ferocious-looking submission move that forced Capitan Tutan to tap out. And leaving Preso, it's 0-2 for the naughty boys. Will they get a win? In the main show with a tag team match or the PWR title match. We'll see about that. But before that, let's go on to the very first match of PWR Live Nice. The main show. It was Alexander Belmonte III, the Warlord, taking on Super Nintendo of the Endgame. And with Super Nintendo, obviously, was the Endgame. That was Jan Evander, PWD, and the Apocalypse. And a factor they were here sometimes. Because at Key points of the match. Johnny Vander will distract AB3. Uh, that gave Nintendo a chokeslam backbreaker opportunity to connect against his opponent. And basically, we will see how smart the endgame were to use the distractions to Nintendo's advancement into this match. Because remember, the winner of this match will have a higher spot in the Path of Gold match next month. The end game proved to be very formidable as they used their numbers advantage in this match. Especially in the end when the apocalypse broke up the pin while Jan Evander was distracting the referee. Now Nintendo blocked the finisher of Alexander Belmonte and delivered a claw to the face of his opponent. Eventually he lifted up AB3. He tossed him up into the air a bit. Just like a few feet and then slammed him down with a high score choke slam for the pinfall win. And with this win, it's Vintendo, Super Vintendo, getting a higher spot in the Path of Gold 2019 match compared to Alexander Belmonte III. 
Now let's get on with some tag team action as it's MSG, Sandata, and Main Max with Mr. C taking on the Kaka Ebros. Now, during the entrance of MSG, we were very pleasantly surprised that they brought out some decoy boxes. They brought out some ampouts and gave it away to the crowd. We were, we, were, we were like, wait, seriously? Oh man, this is awesome. And then you get to open the box and it says, get your own decoy or get your own money. <laughs> and that, man, that was genius. I was laughing like, oh shit. I like, because there was one of our seatmates at the front is like, oh my God, look, there's some, there's, it's, it's a decoy box. And we're like, Dude, open it. Is there something there? Open it. And then he opened it. Then there's the message that says, go get your own decoy. Ha! And that was a genius move by MSG. And Mr. C went on the mic to explain that. See, this is what's wrong with you people. All you want to do is ask to get some dole outs instead of working for what you want. Mr. C continued to rip the audience on the mic with his promo. But afterwards, we got to hear their opponents, the Kaka Ebros, once they arrived. Now, Kendrick got a huge Jemmerlin chant when he had the mic. And uh, Marky gave us some Marky wisdom before the match. Basically, the lyrics to Whitney Houston's The Greatest Love of All. And, and I ain't mad about that. I love that. That there was wisdom. Because the children in our future. And... Uh, Teach them well and let them lead the way, you know. And very wisdomy from uh, the Kaka Ebros, and of course they ended it with two words: "Sounds like good." Yeah, that's two words, guys. Count it. Trust me. The match started with Marky and Max, with Marky rolling around the ring for Max to, you know, not catch him, but he caught him. However, Max got caught in the corner and there was a purple nurple by the Kaka Ebros as they tagged in and out of the ring and stuck Max on the corner while they pinched his nipples hard. Now there was this one point of the match where it would be Sandata and Main Max getting the upper hand on Marky of the Kaka Ebros. That was until Marky pulled his hand into his pants and rubbed that said hand to the face of Sandata, distracting Sandata. And it gave Marky the chance to tag in, give the hot tag to the big dog, Kendrick. And Kendrick was a house on fire as he took out MSG in one go. However, it wasn't done there as there was a double team on Sandata by Kendrick and Marky. And there was this power bomb move by the Kaka Ebros on Sandata for a near three count. There was a double team also on Kendrick by Sandata and Main Max, but it also got just a two count. The end saw Main Max surprising everyone, especially Kendrick, with a green miss to the face. And he grabbed Kendrick, lifted him up just in time for him to eat the kidlat of Sandata. And that's one, two, three. MSG of Sandata and Main Max got the victory over the Kaka Ebros. Now afterwards, it was MSG continuing their assault on the Kaka Ebros. That is until Trian De La Torre and Gemerlin entered ringside to stop this assault and save the Kaka Ebros. There's this one point in the segment where Trian was trying not to 
do the nice sign with Kendrick, Marky, and Jemerlin to Jemerlin's urgings. And before he would, though, Kali Nueva and Jay Sierra entered ringside and said, If you got any business interrupting that match, which was the previous match, and he was referring to Train Delatore and Jemerlin, my mission here is to end the Naughty Boys, and it starts today. Because it was Kali Nueva and Jay Shara having a no dumb shit policy or a petition to have no dumb shit or aka things that may be related to the Naughty Boys in PWR. Now, that said, because Kali Nueva and Jay Sarah were at ringside, it was time for another tag team match, and that was Trian Delatore and Gemerlin versus Kali Nueva and Jay Sarah. Now, going into this match, Kali Nueva already lost to Trian Delatore and Evan Carlo in the last show when he walked out on his partner Ralph Imabayashi. But on the other hand, his partner Jay Sarah had her debut match alongside a debuting. Jemerlin as well, in ring, I mean. And it was Jay Sarah who got the victory over Jemerlin. Now, which team will get the victory, we'll find out in a couple of seconds. As this was one nice tag team match for PWR Live Nice. It would be Trian Delatore and Jemerlin doing some nice double T moves on their opponents, starting off with Jay Sarah and then Kali Nueva. I mean, it was like. They were the tag team champions. Like, yeah, that's some nice in-ring chemistry between... I mean, that's some nice ring chemistry by Gemerlin and Tree and Delatore in the early going. But it would be Jay Sarah breaking the submission hold of Gemerlin on Kali Nueva. And there was this huge spinebuster on Gemerlin. Now, at one point in the match, for some reason, when Kali was there... Uh... Well, basically, when Kali Nueva and Jay Sarah were double-teaming on Gemerling inside the ring, there was a never-gonna-give-you-up chant by the crowd. I didn't get it, but that was so hilarious that I had to tweet and give a shout-out to our friend Kel Fabi on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that was random, but that was kind of nice. Now, Gemerlin got the abdominal stretch on Jay Sarah at one point, but Kali Nueva... Distracted the referee with his sign of no dumb shit. And while the referee was distracted, it would be him slipping the clipboard on Jay Sarah. And Jay Sarah used it on Gemerlin. And wouldn't you know, due to that very devious plot by Kali Nueva and Jay Sarah, they got the win here against Gemerlin and Trian de la Torre. Afterwards, Gemerlin was pissed. He attacked Kali Nueva and traps him with the abdominal stretch. And at one point, TDT thinks that, you know, Kali needs a new shirt. Here, here's my nice shirt, put it on. And after he put it on, Gemerlin gave Kali a huge slap to the face. Ouch. While it would be Kali and Jay Sarah getting the victory. Man, oh man, I would not want to mess with a pissed off Gemerlin in the future. So, hey guys, congrats, but good luck. Alright, good luck. Now let's go on to another match where it will be another Path of Gold standing match between Mike Madrigal and Quattro. Now the last show, it was Quattro getting the surprise victory over Madrigal. So surprising for Madrigal that he was so pissed and he power-bombed Quattro through a... Uh, wooden table. Now before that would happen again, 
if ever it will. There was a huge brawl outside where Madrigal even fakes out a portion of the crowd where instead of him driving Quattro to those stack of chairs, he's, he f said, Nah, I won't drive him off there to you guys and proceeded to beat down Quattro outside. Now, Mike Madrigal and Quattro got back into the ring and it would be Quattro delivering a nice springboard DDT through and then they're back outside. There's another dive through the ropes by Quattro. And it garnered a this is awesome chant from the whole Revelation. Because after a few minutes, like first few minutes of this match, it was already breathtaking with both men brawling on the outside. Both men delivering high risk moves in ringside, man. It's, it was like they were trying to beat their last match. And man, they were already doing it already first few minutes guys now since he injured Quattro's back a few shows ago well actually last show it would be Mike Madrigal forcing or focusing his offense to the back of Quattro now Quattro fought back with a couple of nice spin kicks to the face of Madrigal he tries to lift Madrigal but Quattro favored his back after getting pummeled by Madrigal a few moments earlier. Now Madrigal went to the corner but he was caught there by Quattro, got delivered a super kick and Quattro drives him to the mat with a power bomb. but Madrigal gets up before the count of three man. The ending was Quattro trying to deliver a destino on Mike Madrigal but it was blocked and Mike Madrigal drove Quattro to the mat with a Death Valley driver-esque kind of move and he got the pinfall victory. Now after the match we would now note that Quattro will get a very early entry into the Path of Gold while Mike Madrigal will get a late entry and a higher chances of winning in the Path of Gold tournament next month. Now after the match as well uh, it seems like Quattro wanted to shake hands with Mike Madrigal only for Madrigal to flip him off again. <laughs> Talk about sore winner. Now next match we got a PHX Championship match with John Sebastian, the PHX Champion, taking on Chris Panzer with Mr. C. Now, I would like to note that during this entrance of Chris Panzer, it was his usual theme song until Mr. C interrupted it and made it to the MSG theme song. Well, Panzer's like, eh, whatevs. Still do his whole routine of entrance and didn't give a care about the abrupt change of entrance music. And if you note, it would be always Panzer getting the win when it's him versus John Sebastian in a title match. However, if you go back as far as Revo X 2016, every time Chris Panzer has Mr. C on his corner on Revo X 2016 and Vendetta 2017, he would lose those matches. So I think that's where John Sebastian was thinking, hey, maybe if Mr. C does come to ringside, he'd be a jinx to Chris Panzer again. Well, We'll see now in this match, or will it be Panzer winning again and getting the PHX title? What I found enjoyable at the early parts of the match was Chris Panzer's three amigos, and instead of 
holding Sebastian on the tights. He was using the, the belly to scoop him up. We're like, oh, this Ben's a pretty smart fella right here, man. At one point, Mr. C distracted John Sebastian from the outside and gives Panzer the opening. This caps off with Panzer DDTing John Sebastian off the ring ropes. The two guys fight outside and yet again, Mr. C is there to distract John Sebastian. Sebastian comes back into the ring with Chris Panzer and locks in the camel clutch. He escapes from said submission hold and delivers a beautiful crossbody on John Sebastian for the two count. Out of nowhere, there's a panzer strike to the face of John Sebastian, but yet again, only a two count. John Sebastian channels the spirit of Triple H, hits the pedigree, only gets a two count. Panzer delivers a nice super kick for two, and a few moments later, delivers another set of super kicks. And caps it off with a rock bottom. John Sebastian starts the fight back and delivers a stomp down on Chris Panzer on the corner. But Chris Panzer forces John Sebastian on his back. Chris Panzer connects with the Eagle Splash or the El Guerrero on John Sebastian. But while he was pinning John Sebastian, Mr. C was still busy distracting the referee and that was confusing to me at first until the match ended when Panzer started to argue with Mr. C and gets rolled up by John Sebastian for the win and John Sebastian retains the BHX title. Now after the match Mr. C sneaks in and low blows Chris Panzer before slapping him down to the mat and yes Mr. C slapped Panzer on the face. Of all the places, he just had to go for the face, man. Now, this is going to be interesting to see where this storyline leads for Panzer, Mr. C, and MSG as a whole. Will this mean it's MSG versus Panzer? All three of them versus Panzer? Or will this mean that John Sebastian himself is now part of the Mr. C group? We'll find out in Path of Gold, and I can't wait. And up next, we have that three-way match for the number one contendership for the PHX title. And it includes the Endgame's Jan... Wait. Jan Evander PWD. Ken Warren, a former two-time PHX champion. And another former PHX champion, Chino Ginto. This is Chino Ginta's very first wrestling match in 2019, and this is his first match back in the ring since the six-man tag team match of the Network versus Ken Warren and the YOLO Twins. And it's kind of fitting that it's him versus Ken Warren. And man, if you thought he was still rusty, no, it was like Chino Ginto never got injured. It was like he just he just took it like a fish to water. Uh, it was a very nice match, which included a lot of hijinks from Jenny Vander, who slipped in and out of the ring. Like, for the majority, he was outside the ring, and he would slide into the ring to just break certain pinfalls by his opponents until Chino Ginto and Ken Warren got wise to him and say, Hey, what? he's been at it for the first five minutes. How about we grab him and kick his ass first? 
Then we beat each other up. Sounds good to me. And so they did. And in between that time, the end game uh, of the Apocalypse and uh, Super Nintendo were at ringside. But after they brawled against Ken Warren Chino Ginto, the referee had to weigh in, use his authority, step in, and kick him out of ringside so it would be a fair fight for all three competitors. So with the end game out, it was just Janny Vander, Ken Warren, and Chino Ginto fighting it out inside a PWR ring. I was really impressed that Chino Ginto delivered a big swing on Ken Warren while Janny Vander was on his shoulders. Now that was epic, man. Uh, speaking of epic, we did have that usual epicness of Jan Evander who broke and snapped the fingers of his opponents once more. Uh, after the big swing of Chino Ginto, he went upstairs and delivered a double blockbuster on both Jan Evander and Ken Warren. And it seemed like he was primed to win after he was aiming for a gold digger stomp. But Jan Evander dodged it and locks the leg lock. Jan Evander, however, gets the receiving end of a Wi-Fi by Ken Warren. Now Ken Warren sees Chino getting up, tries to go to the Wi-Fi, but he misses. Chino Ginto slams him for the count of two. Evander goes to a springboard strike on Ken Warren to take the former two-time PHX champion down. And this leaves him prone and open to a gold digger stomp by Chino Ginto. But before Ginto could pin Jani Vander, it would be Ken Warren going there to pin Evander for the 1-2-3. And finally, Ken Warren gets his one-on-one -on -one rematch for the PHX title, this path of gold, this March. Now let's go on to the next match. It's the all-out war championship match between Dex and Bax. That's right, it's Dax Javiera, the all-out war champion versus Joey Bax, formerly of the Fighters for Hire, who is now going solo. It's a battle of the sling blade, but spoiler alert, only three sling blades happen during the match, which kind of sucks. It's, I was expecting a spam of sling blades, but hey, you know, it's on them to try it next time. I, d I don't know, maybe Path of Gold? Yeah, it was pretty nice to see Joey Bax in a solo competition kind of way since we, since we are used to seeing him and Miguel Rosales as a tag team back as Fighters for Hire. It was quite a short but sweet match featuring Dax Javiera retaining the AOW belt after delivering a sling blade and a baleta driver to Joey Bax for the pinfall victory now we go on to the final chapter of the tag team tournament it's the former pwr tag team champions the yolo twins taking on martivo and robin of the punk dolls johan and logan last event had debuted their very new entrance theme music and now they debuted their nice looking wrestling gear it was like a basketball jersey, so they had their new t-shirts on and their respective color, 
Johan in blue, Logan in red, and they had that pretty slick YOLO basketball uh, shorts to top it all off. Um, it's quite a nice spectacle to see both the YOLO twins and the Punk Dolls fighting in a tag team match for the number one contendership of the tag team titles here at PWR Live Nice. The Punk Dolls take down the twins with a double test press and deliver some nasty punches to the faces of the twins. There's a cheap shot by Johan Oljares on Robin and she is isolated by the twins as there's a nice broski boot by Logan on Robin at that corner by the way. But at one point Robin takes him down, gets the hot tag to Martivo, Johan gets pummeled by the Mandal and Robin stops that two night stand attempt near the end but the punk rock maiden got taken out by the twins. Yet again, there's a two-night stand and it connects on Martivo, but here comes Robin and she breaks the pin once more. The problem here is though, afterwards they see that the thing they have to do is take out Robin herself. So before the match ended, Logan Oliores was outside and tosses Martivo to the row of chairs, effectively taking the Mandal out. They isolate Robin inside the ring. Two nightstand, one, two, three, and the Yolo Twins are going to be the number one contenders for the PWR Tag Team Championship. And they will be facing the Naughty Boys of PH Wrestling at Path of Gold. Or so I think they will. I don't know. But yeah, they're the number one contenders. And the next match is Jake DeLeon versus Vlad Sinsik. And here's the thing. Whoever wins will be part of Path of Gold. Whoever loses will not. So to start things off, JDL quickly delivers a Senorito kick on a leap and drop. Tries to go for the pin, but only gets a two count. Frustrated with that result, he catches Vlad Sinsek with a hip toss arm breaker. But that too does not force Vlad to quit because Vlad uses his body to reach the ropes just in time to break the hold. JDL was not phased, however, as he pulled out all the stops, tossed Vlad out of the ring, goes to bounce off the ropes and delivers a beautiful flip off the ropes and onto the outside to take out Vlad Sinsek himself. However, Vlad will not be dominated in this match alone as he would go on and focus on the injured back of Jake DeLeon, the same back that Vlad Sinsek injured back in 2017 that took Jake DeLeon off for a couple of months. Vlad really zeroes in on the back and locks in a camel clutch, but JDL escapes that. JDL would deliver a springboard forearm on Vlad Sinsek, grabs him, and locks on the inner cell lock. And we were so certain he would tap out. But Vlad Sinsek fights out of the hold and gets out of it. Eventually he puts JDL on the corner. Goes for a muscle buster. But JDL rolls him up for two. Jake DeLeon finally gets another a leap and drop on Vlad Sinsek. But Vlad Sinsek gets a shoulder up before the count of three. Vlad Sinsek fights back and delivers a devastating muscle buster on the Senorito. 
but only gets a two count. The end of the match saw, however, Vlad Sinsek getting the victory after delivering a huge and devastating clothesline to the Senorito, giving him the 1-2-3. Now, after the match, Jake DeLeon grabbed the mic and said that he ain't in the POG match, then it's all good because the future of PWR is in the hands of Vlad Sinsek. And he told Vlad that if Vlad wanted to purify PWR, he has to win the path of gold and defeat John Sebastian. Before he leaves the ring, he did tell Vlad Sinsek to give them hell and leaves. Now, during the start of his promo, JDL did refer, well, he did tell the fans and everyone in the audience that this might be his last match or something like that. Like he doesn't know his future in PWR. So that leaves us guessing as to what his plans are in the future. Does that mean he'll be retiring in the ring? Like this is his last match? I, I hope not. But if so, man, it's uh, I guess it's time for him to take a little break. Though, I, I don't know. I'm, I gotta know what's gonna happen soon on the status of the Senorito Jake DeLeon because he is the cornerstone of PWR, one of the OGs. So it won't be the same without him being an active competitor. But I will reserve all of my comments until we get a clear announcement from him or PWR during the wait of Path of Gold or during Path of Gold event itself. Now let's go on to talk about the main event of the event of PWR Live Nice, which is a nice one-on-one -on -one match between the PWR champion Ralph Imabayashi against one half of the PWR tag team champions Evan Carlo. The match started with Ralph getting caught mid-air and being sent down with a rolling fireman's carry by Evan Carlo. Then the two exchanged some arm locks inside the ring trying to focus on each other's arms early on in the main event match and it would be Ralph Imabayashi who would quickly work on Evan Carlos's arm trying to isolate it for him to use in the future the champion got a bit too cocky and delivered a pat on the head of Evan Carlo and then a slap to the face ECX didn't take too kindly and delivered a neckbreaker that garnered a two-count. Ralph Imabayashi stretched the feature with an abdominal stretch inside the ring, but both went down after a kick from Evan Carlo. Channeling his inner Daniel Bryan, or The Miz, or, well, basically his inner niceness, while Ralph was down, or on his knees inside the ring, Evan Carlo delivered some nice kicks across the champion's chest and the face to hit it off. Speaking of a kick to the face, the champion retaliated by a brutal kick to the face of Evan Carlo. Evan Carlo paid him in kind as the champion was stuck near the apron for a Calbi trigger to the head. Ralph again would target the arm of Evan Carlo with an arm bar, but he would be sent to the top rope. 
and that's where ECX grabbed Ralph Imobayasi connected with a nice move from the corner and only gets a two count just like in the last event Ralph was trapped in the Technior but this time he made it to the ropes to break up the pin Evan tries to channel his Caven uh, skull wanted to go with a skull crushing finally uh, sorry trying to channel the spurt of the Miz going for the skull crushing finale on the champion but the champion blocks it and rolls him up for a pin it was countered into a another roll up pin by Evan Carlo and they begin a series of roll up pins to heighten up the crowds excitement as to who's gonna win Ralph Imobiasi got way too serious took the straps off and delivered an angle slam for two he tried to go for his patented sonic crusher but it was blocked spine buster by the future Evan Carlo walls of Jericho on Ralph Imobiasi into an STF but Ralph escapes the STF by trying to break the finger of Evan Carlo Ralph once more with an arm bar and moves on into the crossface and he even transitioned that crossface into the Technior but Evan Carlo escaped his own submission move Imabayasi tried to finish things off with a Senketsu but it was avoided by Carlo and Carlo took him by surprise with a Sonic Rusher but it only got two Skull Crossing Finale also two Technior and it seemed like Ralph was gonna tap out but while he was trapped in the Technior he kicked the ref in the face the referee is down and he was tapping out sadly we didn't have the champion because Evan Carlo as much as he made Ralph tap out was not seen by the referee who was still down while this was happening while the referee was down he gets hit by the Sonic Rusher by the champion himself while he was down Ralph grabbed both titles and it seemed like he was gonna use both title belts to assault Evan Carlo however the Naughty Boys came to ringside and Capitan Tutan entered the ring and tried to stop things but he got kicked in the nuts though he was still standing so he got a Sonic Crusher while this was happening we got to see Trian help his friend Evan and Evan Carlo grabbed the belt slammed it over the head of Ralph Imobiasi to take him down while this was happening the YOLO twins came to ringside to attack Camus and Trian de la Torre while the YOLO twins were at ringside they also distract Evan Carlo Ralph Imobiasi took this opening grabbed the belt and hit Evan Carlo over it on the head after the belt shot Ralph Imobiasi sees the referee up already ready for him to get the pin count so he pinned Evan Carlo one two Evan Carlo gets the shoulder up before the last count and the crowd went nuts because there was still time for him to get this win however dreams end the Senketsu was delivered by the champion Ralph Imobayashi. It was too much for Evan Carlo. One, two, three. Ralph Imobayashi is still your P.
PWR, Campion ng Pinas Champion. The ending of this match was very stressful. I'm like, everyone was on their feet. Everyone wanted Evan Carlo to win. Those were so close. Those close finishes. Like, I, I was so at the edge of my seat, guys. It was so hard to describe. Like, you think he's overpowered by Ralph. But no, he's still scratching. He's still clawing his damn way to get that victory. And it was very admirable on the part of Evan Carlo. And after the match, yes, Ralph celebrated his win by posing with the belt on all four corners as much as he can. But on the other side of the ring was the celebration that mattered. When Evan Carlo was being held up by Trian, Grab Camus, and Capitan Tutan, and all four of them hugged each other out inside that ring, showing that regardless of the results of PWR Nice was 0-4, to four, friendship still beats all and i'm telling you that's one of the most powerful images in pwr this year inside that ring on one side you got the champion with his belt but he doesn't have any friends on the other side the supposed loser of the match but it seemed like he was the real winner out there at the end of it and that was like a perfect way to end this show but it gets even better a few seconds later. As the Naughty Boys exit ringside, Ralph was on his own in the ring and the lights went out like that. We get to see a return from Rhetoric Mahaba, not mainstream Mahaba, but Bastard Clubs, Rhetoric Mahaba. And this is like the comeback we've all been waiting for ever since Ralph Imabayasi turned on him last year. So, you know, he's got a lot on his mind. And for the first time, we had the very first PWR live aftershock with Rhetoric Mahaba and Poch 2.0. He told everyone that he tried to retire from the ring for good, but he heard the call from the people. Most of them telling him that the champ, Ralph, is boring without a friend. That friend being Rhetoric Mahaba. He told Ralph that from the start, he wanted to help Ralph get his dreams. He abandoned all his ambition, his own dreams, just to help Ralph out. Just to help him and make this thing, love and respect, the best thing about pro wrestling. But after day one, and yes, he said we, not just Ralph, won the PWR title, he abandoned him. At the end of their crusade, Rhetoric said he didn't see love. He didn't see respect. He said he saw nothing of that. He saw a man without love, and it was effing scary. He saw a man who was trying to get by. He saw a whiny bitch whose name was Ralph Imabayashi. He then told everyone that he ignited, well, Ralph ignited his love for PH Wrestling in a weird way because he realized what he created and he wanted to destroy it but before he said he didn't want to destroy ralph but now he feels like he has to because it has become dangerous it has become cancerous and this was not the ralph he knew and he said to ralph this is not about revenge it's about philippine wrestling 
It's about him wanting to save Philippine wrestling from Ralph Imabayashi. He ended it with, he's not coming for revenge. Oh, he's coming for everything. And man, I can't wait to see these guys fight it out for the PWR title at Path of Gold. Personally saying, like, I do had like a friend who I tried to help out and let's just say it was similar to this so yeah I'm so looking forward to see Frederick Mahaba beat the hell out of Ralph Imobayashi next month for the title and to save Philippine wrestling alright that aside all in all I love this event PWR live nice like I said earlier was nice very very nice or like i posted a few days ago zero and four ain't a thing when the power of friendship is still strong so props to the naughty boys win or lose they were the stars of the night and one of the stars was also the return of mahaba and there's a couple of matches i really felt that stood out one of that was the main event ralph versus evan carlo and quattro versus mike madrigal Every other match was also awesome in their own respect. I enjoyed every one of them. And who knows what's gonna be in store for us next month at Path of Gold. That's March 17th, 2019th at the Paramax Center. That's on Sunday. But I gotta remind you guys, there's also an event the day before. March 16th, 2019th at Taft. And in our next episode here at Jobber Talk, oh man... Well, let's just say I'm going to have a coach as a guest for Jobber Talk. And that's it for this episode, this PWR Live Nice Review. Thank you to PWR for putting on an amazing show. I can't wait to see Path of Gold. It, it's like the Royal Rumble here in the Philippine wrestling scene for those who are not familiar with local wrestling here in the Philippines and are also listening. What's up, Elliot? And yeah, that's going to be March 17th, 20 men, one ring, and whoever wins, they get a shot at any title they want. It can be the PWR title, can be the PHX, can be All Out War Championship, hell, maybe even the Tag Team Championship, maybe this year, right? So yeah, that's again my PWR Live Nice Review, thank you everyone for listening. I'll see you guys on the next show. And yes, the next guest will be Coach Gus from MWF. As we'll talk to him about his upcoming event on March 16th at Taft. And you can help us unsuck by being a monthly patron. That's patreon.com slash channel 14. You can also check us out on Twitter. That's at CH14. All letters, no numbers. Jobber Talk now has a Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash Jobber Talk. And please don't forget to check out our other shows like Third World Linux, Third World Gaming, Radio Norm, and Bodega Nights. And that's it, guys. Thank you for always listening here at channel14.com for Jobber Talk. On behalf of the show, my name is Martin. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 